The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have been paying attention. Come on, you're late. Uh, Jenny Ravalia has joined us. She's a cutie. Melvin Taylor opening the show. What I love about this song is that he wrote it for the show and then he put it on a record. How awesome is that? But I need to be in a dunk tank to elevate my credibility, according to some people. Hey, how you guys doing? What's going, what's going on? The whole audience is in hysterics. <laughs> We've been talking about the Steve Saber stuff off uh, off camera. We're going to do that on camera at some point today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, welcome to the Paying Attention Podcast. Well, I guess there's a lot of people who are going to be tuning in today that have never heard from us, who've never watched us before because of all of the controversy in Methuen and, uh, and the, uh, the outright onslaught, the outright attacks on this program by Methuen City Councilor Steve Saber and his family. Uh, wonder how that worked out. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, I'm still here. That's right. So thank you very much, everybody, for watching. We appreciate that. We have a, a guest while she's getting ready. I, I have uh, a couple things I want to get to. So last week we were here on the show, and we were talking about the disgraceful behavior of Methuen City Councilor Steve Saber. A man who, by the way, I have people on Facebook saying, you're only going after him because you don't like him. Newsflash, I endorsed Steve Saber for city council. I supported Steve Saber for city council. I went to his kickoff campaign and went live streaming when the likes of Steve Bedore got up and introduced him. So this has nothing to do with me not liking Steve Saber. I know everybody tries to make everything personal. Whenever you criticize somebody, they go, oh, it's just personal. He stepped in line at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, he, dra- he drove over your puppy. This is all personal. They always try to make it about something it's not about. So it has nothing to do with me not liking Steve Saber. All right? I endorsed Steve Saber. I won't do it again, but I endorsed Steve Saber. And I endorsed him because in the back of my head, I'm thinking, here's a guy who's very smart. He's a business guy. He's somewhat conservative. He knows his stuff. And if he gets on the council and does a decent job, maybe we could run this guy against Jajuga in two years. And that was really like in the back of my head. But boy, I'll tell you, I'd almost rather have Jajuga at this point. Like seriously, what is this all about? So I came on the show last week, and we were talking about how Steve Saber spearheaded cutting cutting, uh, uh, at least 30 police officers from the Methuen Police Department. How did he do this? He made a motion and pushed forward and got it passed through the council to strip the Methuen Police Department budget of $1.8 million. And he did that because he supposedly is angry at the superior officers for the contract that they signed, giving them oodles and oodles of raises. Except he knows, and you know, and I know, that cutting $1.8 million out of a police budget does not mean that captains and sergeants get laid off. Under civil service law, captains go down to lieutenant, lieutenants go down to sergeant, 
a bunch of sergeants go down to patrolmen, and 30-plus patrolmen get laid off. That's civil service law. Whether we like it or not, that's the way that it is. So cutting $1.8 million out of the police budget doesn't hurt the superior officers. It doesn't hurt Jim Jajuga. It doesn't hurt Chief Solomon. It hurts the patrolmen, and it hurts the people of Methuen who are calling 911 when they're being raped and killed and shot at, and people are selling drugs next door, and people are beating up their kids when, when there's a domestic violence and a guy's beating on his wife, and someone calls 911 and needs immediate help, there's going to be fewer cops to respond, and the response time is going to be longer, and people are going to get hurt. That was my point. But instead, Steve Saber doesn't want anybody to talk about that. What Steve Saber wants everyone to talk about is the fact that I said, God forbid, someone breaks into his house and rapes his wife. He's the one waiting for 911. Let's cut the cops in his neighborhood first. And so he doesn't want anybody to talk about the fact that he's laying off cops, that he's putting not only citizens' lives at risk, but do we really want another Timmy Henrik? Does everybody remember what happened to Timmy Henrik about 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Got beaten within an inch of his life, died twice on the operating table has had over 300 surgeries since then, is still disabled, has never gone back to work because when he called for backup, they couldn't find him. Do we want another Timmy Henrik? Do we want another Officer Tom Duggan who gets killed? Is that what we want? Because when you cut police officers, you know who really suffers the most? The cops that don't get laid off, that are getting shot at and calling in for backup. Let's just say in Methuen, it's a very big town. Let's say you've got an accident on 213, You've got a robbery at Rostron's liquor store in the West End. You've got uh, a domestic violence situation over in the East End on Merrimack Street. And you've got a Methuen cop in the Arlington District who's getting jumped and calling for backup. Where's his backup coming from? Where's he going to get backup? Where are they coming from? Going to come from Pelham Street? He's dead by the time they get there. They're going to come from Merrimack Street? He's dead by the time they get there. So my point is and has always been, and I stand by it, that if you're going to be the one to cut police officers, especially with the increase in crime in Methuen over the last year, if you're going to be the one to say, yes, let's cut cops, then the cops in your neighborhood should be the first cops to get cut. Now, we all know that's illegal. They can't do it. There's all kinds of formulas and all kinds of laws. But my preference was, and my opinion was, in order to make this, to make Steve Saber and his minions understand the seriousness of cutting cops, Maybe we should cut the cops in his neighborhood. Maybe they should just think about that for one minute. Maybe they should just think about the... Because this is not an abstract political discussion. Steve Saber's got a vendetta. He's got a vendetta against the cops, and he's got a vendetta against certain counselors that sit at the table with him. And I'll say something else. If Steve Saber wasn't such a coward and had the balls to pick up the phone and call me himself rather than having everybody in his family call me, rather than having all his neighbors call me, Rather than having mutual friends call me, if Steve Saber had the balls himself to pick up the phone and call me and say, you know what, Tom, I don't know how you meant it, but my wife is really upset. You know what I would have done? I would have said, put your wife on the phone. I would have apologized to his wife. I would have gone on Facebook and I would have apologized to his wife. I would have come in here and I would have apologized to his wife. Steve Saber didn't have the balls to do that because he's not a real man. He's a coward. So he hid behind everybody else. And he's text messaging every woman in my universe, all the women that I've supported in the last several years for elected office, members of the city council, members of the school committee, members of the legislature, and telling them as women, they should publicly denounce what I said. Now think about this. Here's a guy with a penis 
telling women what as women they should be doing. <laughs> right? Am I wrong about this? How funny is that? Steve Sabe himself hasn't made any public comments about this. He had his daughter go on Methuen Sound off and say, Tom Duggan says he wishes my mother was raped. That's what she said. She went on Facebook and said that I said that I wished her mother was raped. Can you imagine how disgusting, how utterly disgusting? So this is what happens when someone like me sticks his head above the crowd and calls somebody out who's in a position of power and speaks truth to power. They get all of the, he gets all of his little minions, and they try to, they've threatened to boycott the station. They've threatened to boycott the show. They've threatened uh, to call all my advertisers. By the way, how's that working out for you guys? Are you guys calling my advertisers? How's that working out for you? Because my advertisers are sticking with me. In fact, I got two new advertisers out of it. I'm going to be thanking them during the break. Appreciate that. So I stand by my comments. Steve Saber's cutting cops. I get that he really was under the impression that if he cut $1.8 million out of the budget, that Jim Jajuga, the mayor, would do the right thing, reorganize the department, and cut three captains and two sergeants, et cetera, et cetera, so there would be no layoffs. But newsflash, if you're counting on Jim Jajuga to do the right thing, it shows that you're, much, you're far more stupid than anybody thought you were. Because Jim DeJuke is not going to do the right thing. He's not going to reorganize the police department, at least the right thing in your mind. He's not going to reorganize the police department. He's going to lay off cops. And by the way, he's not going to take the hit. You're going to take the hit. There's nobody in this world that I would rather say negative things about Jim DeJuke than me. Like, it pains me to come in here and say Jim DeJuke is right about anything, especially given that he's suing me and trying to put me out of business. But on this one, Jim DeJuke happens to be right. So you're going to have people like me, who are a staunch enemy of Jim Jajuga, if you want to call it that, defending Jim Jajuga because he happens to be right. It's not going to be on Jim Jajuga, the police layoffs, and the first cop that gets hurt and goes out ILD because his backup didn't show up, that's on your hands, Steve Saber. That's on the hands of every city councilor that voted to cut that $1.8 million. All right, we've beaten this to death and given him way more publicity than he deserves. But I definitely wanted to, uh, to clear some of that stuff up. Because if you want to attack me for something that I said, fine. But don't misrepresent what I said. If you want to attack me for disagreeing with Steve Saber for cutting cops, maybe you've got a different view. I'll respect that. Tim Wood has a different view. Tim Wood over at the Loop has a totally different view. But he talked to me one-on-one about it. He told me to my face, Tom, I don't agree with you. I respect that. That's what grown-ups do. They pick up the phone and they talk about it. So I've offered Steve Saber through a third party to come on this show, have the balls, be a man, stop being a coward, come on this show, I'll give you a full hour, you can say whatever you want, I won't interrupt you. I'll ask you questions when you're done, but I'm not going to interrupt you. But he doesn't want to do that, because he's a coward. So, you got stuck with me here on the Paying Attention Podcast. Ed Sullivan, our uh, fine producer, thank you for sticking around. No We've got problem. a studio audience today, which is great. So, what's your name? I didn't ask you. Dave Bruce? Bruce, Bruce, thank you for coming, Bruce. Uh, sitting here in the studio with me is uh, a woman who calls me way too much and texts me way too much and emails me way too much. In fact, I, for a while, I thought she was part of my staff because I spent so much time with her on the phone. Uh, Janet Aldridge, who is a wonderful human being, she runs the, I, I still think you should have called it something else because it's so hard to say, Confluminum, the Confluminum Registry. It is, uh, what does it stand for, uh, uh, Janet Aldrich? 
Well, thank you so much, Tom, for all your kind words and uh, for and, inviting and, me and the not so show. kind words and for inviting me on your show. Hold on, you just got to make sure people can hear you. There you go. Try that. Can you hear me? Much better. Okay, great. So thank you again, Tom, for inviting me. Or actually, I invited him with all my phone calls um, to be on his show. So I'm not denying this, but um, you know, you could, you could just take one of my tech training lessons. Anyway, um, she's good, right? She is here, right? It works. It works. Well, it, it works. Sometimes it works. <laughs> um, so I. So been, just tell people what is, what is Com Comflim. What do you guys do before we get into the t topic as to why you're here? Because we want people to know what you do. You do great work. Sure. So if you can see it on the screen, I'm not sure. Um, but this, the name of it is Commonwealth of Massachusetts Freelance Media Registry. And um, when I was putting it together, I didn't have an editor to tell me that freelance wasn't two words. <laughs> so it became C-O-M-F-L-M. I gotcha. Um, and, uh, but I intend... Um, to become a nonprofit uh, corporation with a with a library uh, online library, so um, this part of it would just be the incorporated. So I'm hoping that the I will be all, all the independent freelancers and the I incorporated in the middle. So it it'll it'll be written the way it sounds. Com film. So right. if you want to flim me or flim me or whatever, that's fine. So but tell people what it is. What is it that you guys do? Because you do amazing work, and I don't think people appreciate what you do. Thank you. Um, well, I'm, I'm a senior, and uh, this is my, my ammunition, small camera, JVC. I recommend them highly. Um, and I film everything with a camera like this. And um, so I was involved with the... Um, um, the the marriage rallies in 2003 and um, started out with a sharp camera or something like that and ended up with this and 14 years later 500 public hearings and I've been opposed every step of the way however I'm certified with the um, with the SJC and with the federal court so so just just for clarity what she does is she goes to the state house and she films the committee hearings that nobody goes and sits in when they're all sitting there making deals. She goes and she films it. When there's a rally, when there's something going on in Boston um, that people aren't covering, she goes and she gets all this raw footage. And she's not a news station, right? So she's not taking the raw footage and cutting it down and telling you what's important about it. She just takes all this raw footage and she throws it up on YouTube and lets people decide for themselves, which I think is invaluable for people in the press like me, because then I can go through it. I can watch the video of a, of a hearing about the transgender bill or, or a gas tax, and I can see the ridiculous things that some of our state reps say or state senators say, and then I can pull those quotes for news stories. So, so what Janet does is she went, she got a bunch of volunteers and a bunch of people in the media. She, get, she, she trains them. She gives them a press pass. And when something big is going on, her and her posse go out and they get everything on film so that the public knows what's going on. And I think it's just invaluable what you do. Well, thank you. Um, I find that it is the, the new um, digital uh, force that um, the community can engage. Um, and what I mean by that is in my day, um, way back when, if you want to be involved in the press, you just started writing letters to the editor. And soon the editor would call you and say, I'd like you to cover a story, will you? So this generation has digital format, so it's kind of dropping off um, the seniors. But I'm a senior, and I was forced to learn this. Um, I discovered the State House was not under the public record law. Oh, my God. 
the legislative body in Massachusetts, the whole judiciary, all that stuff is not under the public record. So they do not have to hold a public hearing. They don't have to tell you they're having a public hearing. And they definitely don't have to post notice. So I and, went, and they won't give us documents. If we ask for documents, public documents out of the legislature, they've exempted themselves. Yeah, you'd have to get an attorney to extract them. But really, it would, I think the federal laws would trump it, but every single individual would have to go to court you know, with a lawyer to subpoena them for, for records. So I basically... Um, Went in there like like the um, the senior stooge, okay, or Mrs. Magoo, which is what I like to think I of like myself. I like that one. And um, I I just went stupidly like Mr. Magoo would crash into a door. I used to love that cartoon when I, when I was a kid. I thought he was nuts, but now I see myself as that. And I go into the committee room and I'll say. Excuse me, but are there any public hearings this week? And believe me, I talk like that because they're they're vultures. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they could bite my head off any second. So I have to be on the best behavior. <laughs> and um, so they'll tell me, well, because of my my um, persistence, um, the state house likes to promote that they are un- that they have all the built meetings up on on the board and that they're giving people the, the adequate notice. So they developed a commission to study the public record law this past year, and they had four meetings. I managed to get to one, and there was about as many people as we have here in the room that was supposed to be representing press and the public. So this was a story of them either putting that meeting at a stupid date, like, you know, in the middle of a holiday or something. So um, I'm, I, co- I'm confused about something. I wrote the state's public records law. I wrote it. I submitted it to Katie Ives. She pushed it. Diana DiZoglio pushed it. We negotiated. We lost some of the things that we wanted, but we got it passed. Why do they need a commission now? We just wrote, there's a brand new public records law. It just went and started going into effect this year. Why do, we, why do they need a commission to study because it? Because it's not affecting the legislature. That is a totally I other see. separate I see. They exempt, entity. So when they exempted themselves from my law at the last minute at the 11th hour, now there's a commission to try and fix that loophole. Um, well, this is the story that I'm, I've... Um, been talking with um, uh, Pam Wilmot of Common Cause. Uh, don't don't hold your head, okay? Um, and she polices um, all of these uh, all of these bills, um, like uh, election law, all kinds of stuff like that. Her and Common Cause go in there, and they, you know, really have due diligence in getting the information. So it's up to the other people to actually uh, bring more information to the table. So she's actually willing to come on your show, but she couldn't come on at 2. She's in a big meeting, and she said at 3 p.m., if we give her a call, she can talk 10 minutes, and you can ask her, because she really is the expert, okay? Yeah, we can't do that. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Why? We can't. It's 3 o'clock. Show ends at 3. Really? Yeah, show ends at 3 o'clock. It's a one-hour show. Oh, well... Okay, well, when I get down, I'll text her and see if she can bump it up somehow. Well, she can always just come on the show a different day. She can't come up here. That's, I'm sorry. We can Skype her in. Really? Yeah, on a different day, we'll Skype her in. Oh, that'd be fabulous. Well, the whole thing is that, you know, I have gone in and I have investigated the fact that they're not under the public record law. And what I'm trying to do is promote 
um, voter information on this, that there are still people who are shocked as I was the first time I heard it. They do not understand the state house is not un- subject to that public record law. And Galvin has been up there the whole time. Oh, please, and don't get me started me, on Bill Galvin. I've caught him in the, in the elevator so many times, and he's, so, he's such a sober man. You know, he just... How awesome is this, ladies and gentlemen? How awesome is this? I'm at war with Bill Galvin on a regular basis over these public records things, right? And and the worst torture that you can do to this guy, he gets on an elevator and Janet gets on with him. And she's stuck <laughs> with Janet all the way up. That's got to be the longest two minutes of his friggin' life, and yeah. he deserves every minute of it. Well, um, so, you know, I... Because su- you torture him, right? Uh, yeah, if I can <laughs> yeah. get near him, okay? Um, so <laughs> I, I really believe we need to to work on term limits, <laughs> Um, he's definitely candidate for term limits. And there are good candidates um, that, because I'm on the state house floor all the time, I know all these people. And this is what I want to suggest to the public that are listening, because I don't know when he's going to cut me off, and that'll be it. So um, I'm inviting any seniors or anyone who has an interest in what the press does to become a member of our registry. You take your cable access class, call me up, I'll equip you with a press pass. And the press pass is not, doesn't have an end. So it's the year you join. So you can pull rank on each other later on when you say, I've been a member for such and such a number of years. So we have 27 members. I want 350. Why? So that 10 years from now, not me, if somebody's sitting here saying the state house is not under the public record law, I'll have an army, 350, getting every public record on Beacon Hill. See, Janet gets it. This is why I love Janet, as much as I get aggravated sometimes. I, this is why I love her. She gets that everything in this business is about networking. And it's just like when the fires broke out in Lawrence a couple months, a couple of weeks ago, I got on the phone with Rich Russell and all of my news spotters who volunteer for me and fanned them out across Lawrence to get pictures and video. And that's basically what you're trying to do. You're trying to get an army of people who have cameras that when something big goes on, you can send them out and, and you guys can cover the story with raw footage, no commentary. And that's what's great right, about what you do right. is you don't sit behind the camera and comment com- and do commentary about no. what's happening. It's all just raw footage so people can see for themselves and decide for themselves what's happening. Right. And when I've been at some of um, like some of the big events, I was at the Trump event and what really, really amazes me and when I'm at the top looking down or filming or something and I see all the cameras go up all the um all the uh camera phones I just think that is so sensational most people hate it but you know what my camera phone is as good as any camera okay I have an LG flex and they've even outdated the thing but it's as good as any camera and it gets fabulous footage 32 gigs my cameras don't even hold that much I can download it at home I can throw it up on YouTube sometimes right from the phone um, and so this we have an opportunity right now that as a, as a citizenry we need to seize the day because there's another bill that rep Cocotte R.I.P. Rest in peace. He passed away in February. Yeah, we had quite the fight over my public records bill. Okay, right. So he wrote, he and um, the lady that's on the the spearheading the commission um, wrote a bill to remove town government, um, town meetings from public record. So behind the door, the Don't don't they get they work for the friggin' public? Don't they get that? They work for the public. Everything that they do is a public record. Right. They're public servants. Like, Mm -hmm. what? 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's just so infuriating. No, you're not cutting me off. Even the notion, even the notion that someone could, someone with a brain cell in their head could come up with the idea that a public servant, that there should be any reason that a public servant shouldn't be able to, shouldn't have to be subject to the public records law. Like, I don't care, I I don't care who you are, unless it's like a personnel record of a teacher, a discipline record of a cop, a cop's home home phone number, unless it's something like that, everything you do, everything you generate, even the notes that Steve Saber and um, and uh, and uh, Jim McCarty passed back and forth at city council meetings. If I wanted to put in a public records request, they would have to give me those notes. Right, and if we're not, they're careful, public servants. If we're not careful, we're going to lose that. Yeah, we're losing it. We're losing it because that's the First Amendment. Um, so I have always a ton of stories, and I don't want to take up Tom's schedule. We have a question from our an audience member. Okay, uh, Henry Zawadzki asks, "How do we get to see some of the raw?" Uh, con film footage that you've already that you've already done. <laughs> My con film footage. Con film um, film. Some of it is up on a website called Beacon Hill Flag That with two G's, and that's because Google wouldn't correct it when I put it in there, so it has two G's. And that's on Beacon Hill stuff on Beacon, Beacon Hill. Hill Flag That with two G's and after flag. Yeah. Dot com. No, um, it's just on just search on on YouTube. It's up on oh, YouTube. Oh, it's YouTube. Okay, it's a so YouTube. YouTube. Channel. I even have Charlie Baker's inauguration up there. Nice. I mean, so there's a lot of stuff, and I have I have like probably 1,200 to 1,800 films up on online, and I have CR News. This is um, CR News, which looks a lot better. However, it competes with Worcester, who has a CR News. So, I have to add CR News Team, CR News, um, CR News. 351 at gmail if you want to get hold of me you want me to cover an event um now i cover um and i'm the head of the group so a lot of times i cover pro bono but believe me i just got an offer um to cover an event and they, they said we're paying you 400 bucks nice. now i called another member who's a fabulous editor and i said i'm splitting with you let's go now that person has like five cameras we're gonna look really really nice hot Nice. So that's what I'm trying to say, because that's the team, okay? Can I hire you guys to follow Steve Saber around for a week? Can we do that? Can I get your 27 members? Can we, can we borrow you guys? I don't think you can get 27 of us to do that. No, we, even 10 would be great. These people are covering very hot stories. Okay, They're in great right. demand. But anyway. <laughs> it's just good to know that I have at my disposal if well, I ever need it. absolutely. That's it. And what I tell people, um, you know, if you, that um, you can donate to the CPPR archive project and i have a you should by the way you should donate because she spends a lot of money in gas going to all these things for free for the public to educate the public and so even if you donated like 50 bucks 100 bucks even five bucks if a bunch of people did that it would really help her because she spends an awful lot of her own money doing this i spend my own money and um the reason i'm doing this is because i know how um how work works. I know how the money pit works. And somebody has to do this front line labor of getting in there, poking around and, you know, and being not, not having to go away because they have to run to something else, but standing there in these people's face until I get my information. I can do that. And then I can wait till the traffic's gone, sit in Dunkin' Donuts or have a cup of coffee somewhere and go home when there's no traffic. But I can tell you that I've spent roughly 3000 bucks a year and I have not gone on a campaign to raise money. But what I want is to raise membership 
membership. And the membership fee is only 25 bucks for the, for the press pass until we get 100 members. And then we're going to have a huge meeting. But I really want the 350 and I want it to be a team thing where, um, that, but anyway, that, press pass money goes right into the press pass. So I'm sitting in my office one day. Uh, I think it was last summer. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sitting in my office one day, and I got a phone call from someone who said, hey, do you know Milagros Dominguez in Lawrence? Now, she's, a, she's an activist in Lawrence. She's an illegal alien. She's got all kinds of issues. I said, yeah, I know Milagros. She, she used to hate me. She used to yell at me everywhere I went. They said, well, guess what? She's being arraigned in federal court in about oh, an hour. Can you get to Boston? Well, I'm stuck in my office. I've got, I've got, uh, I've got uh, all kinds of appointments all day. There's no way I can get to Boston. So I put a call out on Facebook. Is there anybody in Boston that can get over to federal court? I just need a picture of Milagros walking into court. Janet calls me up and says, guess what? I'm, I'm like three T-stops away. I'm on my way. I'll get you pictures. I'll get you video, which was invaluable because then when I posted online that Milagros was arraigned on all kinds of counts of identification fraud and social security fraud, all of her minions in Lawrence started going on my page saying, I'm a liar. You're making it up. And while they're saying you're making it up, Janet is texting me the pictures of her walking into federal court in handcuffs, and we're posting it online. So I'm telling you, having somebody that you can just call right away and say, something's going on right now, can you go cover it, is invaluable for a guy like me. Thank you for everything you do, Janet. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I want to just... Um, we got to wrap. We just uh, give okay. one minute, and then we get... Okay, so I have come up with a, a, a place online. It's called comfilmedia.myevent.com. Um, and you can actually donate there. It doesn't matter. Five bucks, it's a place that just sits like in a savings account. And when there's so much in there, they'll, they notify me. So that's, that's just something that um, you can have a yeah, copy I'm going to type it in for people who are watching. Yes, you can have a copy of that. So, Media. you know, again, um, I've got the membership with the federal court. This is the press pass. It's not the right color, but that's me. And that's why I was able to go into court. This is the SJC form, which I scribbled out. And I said, can I just type that? No, no, no. We're going to take it like that. I mean, that's how these people talk. I don't. I know this is going on air, but you know what? They, they need to understand that, that this is the leak. I'm the leak, okay? I'm the leaky, the, the leaky pipe, whatever. I'm going to let everything out. So... Um, I tell people, don't tell me anything. I'm a reporter because I'm going to just talk about it. Right. Okay. And um, so anyway. We need you in Methuen in the worst way. You have no idea how bad we need you in Methuen. And yesterday, I, I want to just say, Tom, I covered the League of Women Voters event with Lyons. Oh, how um, did that? You had, there was a debate between Jim and Lyons. they put out this fabulous sheet. I'm going to give you one. Oh, thank you. Um, that they provided. And, I like presents. And also, I covered um, at the temple down in... Um, down, down in Canton, I covered um, uh, in a debate on all the questions, and I, could, I couldn't figure it out after reading it like 10 times. I mean, I just couldn't figure out what. So oh, the ballot questions. Yes, yeah, so, so here we have nur- yes, for nurses say yes, nurses say no. I mean, like, what are the people going to think, right? right. So I'm going to tell everybody how to vote. They'll know how to vote when it's over. Well, we can all tell people how to vote, but... Really, really this this is like a lesson in civics on right. how to confuse the public so they have no clue what they're I doing. I love it. Can I steal that? What? A civics lesson on how to confuse the public. I'm going to use that line. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, okay. 30 seconds. So I saved them all on DVDs, and um, I have an archive, like I say, 500 public hearings, plus, plus. Anyway, so that's it. So please get in touch with me, CRnews351 at Gmail. I would love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janet, for coming in. We'll take a quick break. Ed Sullivan, when we come back, 
We've got the owner of Two Guys Smoke Shop and Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We're going to talk to him about how he started this. They just celebrated their one-year anniversary. We'll talk a little politics. We'll rope him into some discussions he probably doesn't want to talk about because I'm good at that. Janet Aldrich from Comflim, Comfilm Registry. After five years, I still can't say it right. <laughs> I'll get there, though. Well, maybe this will help. Back after this on Paying Attention. A&M Auto Body. We got our friend Angelo over there. Angelo Memolo over there. He does great work on your car. So if you got a ding in your car, somebody hits you, you got a mechanical problem, you bring it to A&M Auto. He's on South Broadway in Lawrence on Inman Street. Angelo will take care of you. Um, so what's the address there? 341 Three, South Broadway, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Then we got Joe Zingales, Rosanna Zingales Lopez from Century 21. They have been with us from the very first edition of the Valley Patriot. They've been with us from the very first Paying Attention show, which was in 1999, back when he was Remax. He's not Remax anymore. Now he's Century 21, Team Zingales. And they sponsor our bash. They gave a $1,000 scholarship this year. They gave a $2,000 scholarship last year. And that money comes right out of their pocket. That's not like they're collecting money from other people and just using it like I do. They actually took money out of their pocket. So I don't know why these guys love me so much. I really don't. But Twin Lights, let me tell you how, how dedicated I am to helping my sponsors. The guys at Twin Lights Security needed an extra security guy to do private investigations and to do security for a certain thing in Boston. And they posted it on my page and asked if it was okay if they could use my page to solicit hiring people. And I said, you know what? As busy as I am, these guys sponsor the show. They sponsor the Valley Patriot. They give us $1,000 for the bash. I'm going to go work for these guys. So I called up Pat McLaughlin and I said, look, you help us every single time we need something. Whenever I put out a call, you're there. If you need an extra person and you're short... I'll take the night off and I'll come work for you. And so I, ha- so I have been. I've been doing some work for them because they're helping us. And so there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to find a way to help them in the meantime. So if you need security or if you're getting divorced and you need a private investigator, if you have a business and you need a private investigator or security, uh, you want to call Twin Lights Security. They're based out of Gloucester, but they're very local. If while I'm driving around Lawrence, I get shot and killed... Make sure you get my body to Perez Funeral Home because we do business with the people who do business with us. And he's on South Broadway. With the, it, it's the old Scott Funeral Home. If, you were, if you're an old-time Lawrence resident, it's the old Scott Funeral Home on, on South Broadway. Perez Funeral Home at 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. Um, you can, they do crematory services. They do all the stuff that they're supposed to do, right? And uh, Mike's a, a big fan of the show. He followed us when we go live. He's an advertiser now in the print edition of the paper, and he's now sponsoring this program. Perez Funeral Home and Crematory Services, 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. We appreciate him. Franklin Veloz from Veloz Auto Group. Uh, He specializes in people that have uh, maybe bad credit, no credit. Maybe you haven't had a job for a long period of time, so you don't think that maybe you qualify for a car loan. Usually, you know, they want you to have a job for a year or more. Uh, He specializes in getting people who have bad credit or no credit or maybe spotty credit, uh, getting them into a used car. He used to work for Charlie Dare's Commonwealth Motors for a long, long time, so he knows his stuff. I think he was the credit manager over there or something. So he knows what he's doing, and, um, and he follows us live too. I really appreciate that he does. Every time I see him pop on, I'm very excited about it. And I was there yesterday to deliver his newspaper, and he said he's already had customers come in from us talking about him on this show. So we appreciate Velo's Auto Group. Go see Franklin. He's at 17 Mass Ave. It's right at the very beginning of Mass Ave on the Lawrence North Andover line. All righty.
I think I'm having way too much fun today. Ed, is there any kind of law about how much fun you can have in New Hampshire? No, no. not in New All Hampshire. Right. Live free or die. All right, just checking because I think I've, I think I've over-exceeded my amount of fun for Massachusetts. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm up here. So if we want to thank uh, Janet Aldrich from uh, Confulminum Registry. <laughs> and uh, she really does amazing work. I mean, I, I fight with her sometimes because she'll call me like nine times in five minutes. And if I don't answer the phone, she'll keep calling. And it's like, if I didn't answer the first 19 times you called because I was busy, what makes Ta- you think I'm going to answer the 20th? That's what you love about her is her persistence. I, well, so, yeah. you know, you got to take Overall, what- I do. But in the moment when I'm busy and she keeps calling, I don't really love it all that much. <laughs> um, but she does great work. And that's the thing. Like, I respect people who do great work. Um, I also want to give a, a free plug to Methuen Day. There is going to be a celebration on Saturday this week in Methuen at Town Square. Uh, for Methuen Day, it was spearheaded by Eunice Ziegler, the Methuen City Councilor, and um, Jessica Finicaro and, and uh, Ryan Hamilton have also worked on that committee. And they're trying to do something with all the negative things going on in Methuen. They're trying to do something positive. And I know that there are other councilors who are trying to sabotage it because they're not going to get any credit for it um, because they didn't do anything for it. Um, but I want to give huge credit Huge kudos to Eunice Ziegler, Jessica Finicaro, Ryan Hamilton, and everybody who's a part of Methuen Day. We want to encourage everybody to come down. And I'm going to be in the dunk tank on Saturday at 1 o'clock. For 20 minutes, I'm going to be in the dunk tank. They ought to make a fortune. <laughs> so so here's, here's, well, what we were going to do is we were going to do a challenge with, Steve, with Tim Wood. But Tim Wood bowed out. He can't be in the dunk tank because I say mean things about Steve Sabe. Ah, he, he bowed out. Can't be in the same dunk tank. I, no, can't you. be in the same dunk tank because I say mean things. So... Uh, here's what I am. We were going to do a, a challenge. We we're going to try and raise money for TMF, the movement family that helps homeless people. Oh, nice. So here's what I am going to do. For every person who dunks me, I'm going to donate a dollar to T- TMF. So you've got mm-hmm. 20 minutes to dunk me. If you can dunk me 50 times, it's 50 bucks, right, for, for TMF. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Steve Saber has the balls, which we know he doesn't, so it's easy to say this, but if Steve Saber has the balls to show up and he wants to try and dunk me, I'll donate $10 for every time Steve Saber dunks me ah. to TMF. That's what I will do. Maybe he's a pitcher. Maybe. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I don't even think, he, I don't, I don't think he's got the balls to face me, but you know, who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe he'll suck it up and he'll do something good for charity. Maybe we can, make, maybe we can take something bad and make something good Isn't out of it. Isn't that nice? So sitting here with me but today, by the way, um, is the owner of Two Guys Smoke Shop. He is the owner of Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Um, and you just celebrated your one-year anniversary of Studio 21, of all the podcasts that yes, you recorded here. Yes, I did. Here. Yes, I did. And I was a little surprised by that, because when I started my show in December, I thought you guys had been here forever. September 30th, 2017, so we were only a couple months in. So that was wild, because when you called and said, we're having a one-year anniversary, I said, of what? You said Studio 21. I went... You guys haven't been around forever? Like, the first time I walked in, it looked like this place has been around forever. This is a baby. Look at this. It's just uh, started something out, thought there was uh, a use for something like this, and certainly there is is for you. I'm uh, certainly getting a lot of mileage. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. (laughs) And I was warned, actually, not to come on the program, and um, that's not going to happen. Uh, happy to come on. Wait, you you were warned not to come on my program? Absolutely. I've been warned many times. (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Because so, uh, I'm so important, people have to warn other people not to come on my show. Right. And, and, and I'm sure I wasn't the first one. I bet you're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, Tom, I don't even show my face on your show. Right, yeah, he doesn't even want his face shown. He doesn't want to get boycotted. 
No, but uh, you, you do an unbelievable job. I mean, the numbers are astronomical, and and uh, helping out the other podcasters, uh, bringing them onto your show, and making attention to them. So, thank you for all that, giving us attention. Uh, some mostly positive, but actually sometimes I get some negative, which I what I, which I got this week of. Uh, all know, Steve Sabers buddies calling you. Well, whatever. I don't want to get. <laughs> he doesn't that. want to get into it. <laughs> I want to try to stay away from politics, but. Um, <laughs> The views and opinions here in the Studio 21 podcast, right. K, are not, are not necessarily, <laughs> they possibly could be, but not necessarily those of the Studio 21 no. podcast cafe. You mean this? The views and opinions Correct. expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 podcast. But they might. The you know what they call that? Network. Covering Just your ass. Covering your ass. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like when you say, God forbid. Absolutely. Right. Covering your ass. So, uh, yeah, we have um, right now 16 different podcasters wow. doing a show up here. You must be making a fortune. Uh, not yet. As you see the cost of what it is to set this thing it up. It does originally. cost a lot. This is a great studio. Yeah, we, we went all out and went as professional as we could so that you would be proud to do a show here. And if you brought somebody in as a guest, they would come up here and it would look professional. Uh, actually, when we bought the set, the, the people we bought it from who do uh, for Fox News and CNN and build sets for people like that were like, a podcast studio, what do you need that for? I said, I need it to look as good as possible. Uh, we want a professional look. We want um, a engineered broadcast, audio, visual, everything we can possibly do so it looks as professional as possible because most of the people that do podcasts on here have a business, right? right? So you have your newspaper. I have the Valley Patriot, which I don't promote enough on this show. I yeah. just realized I did three shows in a row and I never even mentioned it once. So here you are and you're helping, hopefully, helping to build your newspaper at the same time right. and helping build your podcast. But a lot of the people here have businesses. They're promoting their business. So it's a, a form of advertising for their business. At the same time, it is a business itself. Right. So hopefully you get advertised and you can build and help monetize your show. So if you're listening to the show and you like the show, you should be a sponsor of his show to keep his show going because without that, then he ends up going away from the expense right, then of you don't the make podcast money. and I don't make money. Right. So you, you take trickling all the way down. My poor daughter doesn't get what she's looking for. Right. And it trickles all I'm the paying, way down. I'm actually single-handedly paying for his daughter's uh, college education. College education. <laughs> in, in, a, in a little way, yes, you are. Right. And she thanks you for oh, well, that. Well, I'll tell, her I'm, tell her she's welcome. There we go. So we've got some great shows on here. We've got Political TNT, which happens to be my favorite, because it's Tom and Nancy Troy just screaming at each other for half an hour. TNT, left and right. And it is hysterical because they're brother and sister. And by the way, this is the way I was brought up, that you could sit around the table and you could disagree about politics and then go out for coffee afterwards. Absolutely. That's how it used to be. Right. But today, it's if you disagree with me, you're an evil person. And I'm going to stop talking to you. Right. I won't talk to you. I'm going to boycott your advertisers. I'm going to be mean to you when I see you on the street. But they sit there and, and you swear they're going to physically come to blows <laughs> in the middle of the show. And when it's over, she gives him a kiss. He gives her a kiss. And they talk about going out for dinner. And they've been doing it their whole life. Yeah. Tell me. That's, yeah. that's the way the family so is. I think that that's magic, the way a lot of families. Yeah. So I think that magic actually makes their show, I think, very compelling, and it makes me want to watch. And I, I always try to post it and podcast it and talk about it here because it's great. I'm going to have Mandra from the Writer's Block on shortly. She's asked me to come on her show to talk about my book. I definitely want her to come here to talk about her podcast. 
Um, and I think there should be more crossovers. Absolutely. Uh, the that's the shows. idea. You know, you, you talk about Studio 21. That's the place that we're doing it at the studio. But there's something called the United Podcast Network. United is the magic word of this podcast network. And it's for us people to share with each other and help each other. So all of us grow together in the United Podcast Network. And that's all 16 shows, part of this United Podcast Network. And you can find that at unitedpodcastnetwork.tv, where all the shows are. And they can listen to the audio version, the video version. It's all there in one spot. You can find them everywhere on everybody's social media and iTunes and everything else. But if you're looking for everybody as a group, that's where we're in. So when, we, when I look at the numbers that you give me at the end of every month, um, I think a lot of the people who follow us on Facebook think that we're only on Facebook. They don't realize that they can download the audio wow. on like Podbeam and Streak, Spreaker and Google Play and all that. So when you send me the last one and it said I had over 100,000 downloads, I'm thinking, okay, that, that kid's got to be wrong. That's the audio part of it. Which That's is- just the audio. So like when we're looking at the – when people are looking at like 1,000 people watched last week's show or 2,000 people watched last week's show. That's the video portion. That's the video portion. But with the audio portion, we have like we've had like 100,000 people download us and listen to us on their on their. Correct. And that's what podcasting is. It's an audio form. But added to that, we added vodcasting, which is video on demand. Watch it anytime you want. A podcast is audio on demand at any time. Right. And most people listen to the audio portion driving to work the next day mm-hmm. when they're in the gym on the treadmill. It's an audio thing, and that's the majority of it. But why not capture the people that are watching right. also? Right. If there's something to see, a lot of times it's just us standing here uh, at the desk and not a lot to see. But sometimes there's visual things that you want to show. She wanted to show um, Janet. Janet wanted to show something on here, and she did, and maybe that's going to drive somebody to the audio portion if it is. But you're certainly going to always get more audio. It's more a radio show than a television show. So now you've got another show here that is that is just viral nationwide, worldwide, and I don't think people understand how huge this show is. It's called The Cigar Authority. <laughs> and so That's got, how it all started. Really? So talk about that. How, that, how did that start? So there's a time thing. I mean, in 2010, uh, my daughter, who was a teenager at the time, said, you need to get into social media. And here you need to get a Facebook page. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I got a little book of what social media is all about because I didn't understand. I saw podcasting. Wow, what is that? Brand mm-hmm. new thing. And I said, okay, I can do that. I'd rather – I'm not a good writer – You're a writer. I'm not a good writer, so I'd rather just say what I have to say. So I started a podcast called The Cigar Authority. Talk about a niche. I talk about rolled-up tobacco leaves, cigars, uh, two hours every single week, and I've been doing it since 2010. And... You know, we're worldwide, international-wide, huge following, but it's a very, very niche audience that would be interested. But a beautiful niche because everybody that's interested in our show, it's direct target marketing. Cigar companies right. are the people that are advertising. So right. we get a lot of advertiser. I've, I've managed to monetize it. If I, if, I, if I promise to smoke a cigar on my show... Can you get one of the cigar companies to sponsor <laughs> my show? And I'll smoke cigar, their you know? cigar. I'll, I'll, they'll be the exclusive yeah. cigar of the Paying Attention podcast. <laughs> well, here's the magic of what has to happen. And there's so many people that, you know, all 16 people that here, how do you monetize the show? Well, it's the chicken before the egg type of thing. The first thing you got to do is get an audience, right? So right. we're in our first year. Everybody's new, and we have to build an audience. My first advertiser came after three years. Wow. Now I have 25 ads per show. But the first advertiser came after three years. I don't think it takes that. 
that because I didn't know what to do. Right. Now I know what to do when I'm helping everybody, and here we are in year one for a lot of uh, – the podcast is the handful that started at the very beginning. Now we're looking at, okay, what do you got for listenership and where can we go from there? You, on the other hand, let me tell you, you're at the very top of it. You haven't been doing it as long as other people as far as the podcast itself, but you're a radio professional. You're a, a, a writer. You know how to do it already from, from day one, and I'm watching you skyrocket because you actually know what you're doing. And at well, that thanks. point, we go into um, monetization. How can we have how can, I make, how can I make more money on this? Right, right. right. At least cover cover yourself, you know. And, and that and that's for Janet that was over there that she's spending three thousand dollars a year on it, looking for people. At least make it at first cover my Expenses, boss, right. And then at that point, okay, how can I make a living off this? Right. So, or make a little bit of money, and then how do I make a living? Right. Sure. So it comes with time. It comes with a, a built audience. And what you have to do is ask your audience to share. But I see that happening on yours also. Right. People share it. But if you like it, you appreciate what he's doing, this is how something goes viral, is sharing. So you like what you're hearing, hit share, share it out to the subscribe. You right. need subscribers that it automatically yeah, everybody goes to their share feed. the show. Share, subscribe, and you need to ask for that. And it also helps to be controversial and have, oh. pe- and have people who hate you take clips of your show and post it everywhere and, <laughs> and share it out and say how, how much you suck. You know, and there's no such thing as bad advertising. Absolutely. I guess some people will say. I was hoping they were going to pick it. I was hoping when I showed up I to you there was going to be a picket line outside. Well, I, was I, really... I was hoping they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was praying for rain, to Bad be for you, good for me. <laughs> But uh, so you've got other shows here too, and I want to. I, I actually took some time to watch Ambitious the other oh, day. And, and he, first, first of all, she is hot. Yeah, and I love Katie watching Boyd. her. And I started watching, and I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll ask her to have a drink with me. And the first, one of the first things out of the gate, right out of her mouth, was she had to talk about having a friggin' husband. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Now I'm out. Like and, I don't and even. He's, you, a black, I, he's a black belt. He's a tough guy. He's here every once in a it's while. It's like you know, I don't even want to watch the rest of the show yeah. now. Like, why would a hot girl go on a podcast? And then promote the fact that she's off the market. Like yeah. it's it's like the fantasy thing. Like, you don't want to. You, know, you just killed the whole thing. Listen, you got to come by and see her in action. I bet you she, she looks much better in person. She's she's great and she's a smart. And girl. she was dropping f bombs like crazy. Yeah. That's my kind of girl. Well, and I'll tell you, she's going to be a superstar and too. I, I love the show open. It always starts with "I'm Katie, MF and boy." Yes, yeah. yes. And she ain't saying MF and right? no, oh. she's not. She goes into it. She she asked me before the show the potty started. Mouth. Are you allowed to curse on the show? And I said, you can because this is a podcast and it's okay to end up doing it. But I highly recommend against it. But I did say it was okay to do. And then, and then her right opening, my boom, I go, First okay. Sentence. So that was it. She was just looking for the okay that she can get through. A hot girl with a potty mouth. How could anybody want anything more? Yeah. Are you kidding me? But and then she had to mention she's got a husband. And I'm like... What the hell is that? Yeah. What else you got? You got a whole bunch of other shows. Promote some of the we other do. shows. We have Easy Money New England, which is Brian D'Amico. He owns a company called New Fed Mortgage. He's a mortgage guy, and he talks about there's no such thing as easy money, but, and then he gets into different things about uh, money. Not a bad thing to listen to. Real Estate House Party, which is a lawyer. We have a lawyer here, but he's a real estate lawyer, the Carter Law Offices, and he's there to promote um, real estate people along with his law offices he brings professional comedians onto his show it's nice. so funny Tony V's a regular up yeah. there but they've had so many people Lenny over, Clark yeah so many people over the years Well Seasoned Gourmand is uh, Tommy Grella who talks about restaurants Tommy Grella is a great guy I've known him is. for a long time absolutely uh, Friends in Recovery this is a very interesting show this is uh, a drug recovery alcohol recovery show uh, who, who, does, it, who does that? Uh, Ed Chanchio and Mike Miles. Mike Miles and uh, Mike Richie Miles De- is a great guy. Yeah, 
Mike, you know, uh, Mike he, Miles comes to my bash, my charity bash every year. He's an goes. amazing guy. So he a uh, former policeman in Lowell. Yep. Yep. Uh, Richie the step, step guy. They do the 12 step steps the uh, first, first week of the month. So yeah. they talk about In this that. environment, we need more shows like that. Absolutely. Yep. And a big listenership they have. A uh, young man, Joey Beminster, Beminster Pools. He, he's a um, libertarian. 18, 18-year-old libertarian. He started the show when he was 17 years old. Couldn't even vote. And uh, he brings on politicians but his thing is the libertarian which is basically um all our rights and, and go by the constitution very interesting uh paying attention tom duggan valley patriot we have a show called the assholes now what i did there is i have i don't past- like how you went from paying attention to assholes i don't like Ash- Ash- oh assholes okay Ash- i'm just checking <laughs> this is uh pastor padrone which his name is danny he is a real pastor and uh, Aaron, and they do a show much like the Cigar Authority show, which is, I put this show together because, frankly, I couldn't take any more advertisers. So I said, start a second show. And that being said... The, you could always throw some of those advertisers my yeah, way, well, by the way. They, they, they're cigar people, but then again, if you, if Listen, you light I, a cigar, maybe... Uh, I've never smoked a cigar in my life, but I'll start if they want to start spending money. <laughs> All right. So, you know, Tom Troy, him and Nancy do the um, political TNT. Tom and Nancy Troy, TNT. But they started up a second show because they were having so much fun. And their show was the Don't Do It Yourself podcast. Yeah, great episode today. They had somebody in from a moving company to talk about... All of the things yeah. that can go wrong in a move. Things not to do when you're moving. Yeah, don't you do it. Call us. Call a professional. So who do you call? So it's like the Angie's List type of thing. And they right. tell you, this is the person. We vetted them. We are. So this know. is really, when you call this United Podcast Network, it really is a network. It's a network of people who do different things and different types of businesses that would normally never cross paths. And they're all coming here to do their shows. You can download their audios on all the different platforms. Yeah. Uh, they can find you on YouTube. Did I? Did you miss one? Did, did you I, a- I missed a few. Uh, you Go got uh, Pit Life Barbecue. These are pop, um, barbecue, smoking barbecue type yeah. of guys. Messy Mike and Johnny. And Messy Mike has a barbecue company, and he talks about doing the barbecue stuff. Um, uh, and we, we got a new one coming up called 603 Success that starts November 1st. And that's that's pretty much it. We, I, I got a couple that I do myself. What do you think the chances are that I can get the girl from Ambitious to come on my show and not talk about the fact that she's got a husband? Hmm. What do you think? Yeah. Any chance? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to her. Will I get beat up for flirting with her, though? That's no, the thing. She, like, can, she can take care of herself. Okay. <laughs> but that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about her beating me up, not the Listen husband. Her, I'm scared of her. <laughs> I'm, worried, I'm worried about her beating me up. Yeah. So if people want, if if someone's thinking about, hey, you know, maybe I might want to do this kind of podcast or I want to sponsor one of the podcasts, even if it's not mine, how do they get in touch with you to say, hey, listen, I want to sponsor it or I want to do a podcast. I want to be part of this network. I like what you guys are doing. And they should think of doing it themselves. So contact me at Dave at Studio 21 Podcast dot cafe. That's Dave at Studio, the number 21 Podcast dot cafe. And... Come on up and uh, let me show you the podcast studio. We'll talk about your thoughts and see if you can do a podcast. But everybody can do a podcast. One of the podcasts I didn't mention was the Snack Authority. I told you I did the Cigar Authority. Me and Ed did a show on the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe podcast, which is a show about podcasting that I do every week and just teach people how to podcast or better yet, have them come here and we'll do all this for you, which is an easier way for you to do it. But... um, I said, how easy is this to do a podcast? Let's put a podcast together, me and Ed, right here in front of everybody. Let's come up with a crazy idea, something simple that will mean nothing and show people how easy it is to do it. And this is recorded as we did it. And we came up with the Snack Authority because we 
both eat snacks. Right. Can yeah. we do a I've show? Got, on I've got this? my Doritos Blaze there. We go. There. Congratulations, right. beautiful. You could be a Melissa guy. Montefusco brought them for me because I can't find them anymore. And we could certainly bring you on a guest. You may not be a cigar authority. You know a lot about. But you it, but know we, snacks. Everybody can I be a guest snacks. on our show. Right. And then we maybe try two different kinds of two different types of potato chips. Which one's better? Two different cookies. Two different right. whatever. And let's see and if we can do it. So you know, the fascinating thing is this is total transparency. They watched us go put through it this whole thing, and this week we shared the numbers. numbers. So we're telling the numbers. We say it's only two months in, but what I want to do is show as we build it, we're going to build an audience, then we're going to build monetization in front of them, and everybody can see how they do it because I've been asked to speak about this at a lot of Chamber of Commerce type things, and I tell everybody what to do, and it dawned on me one day, why don't I just record this, and I don't have to keep saying it over and over again. So each week we do a little 21-minute or less podcast about podcasting, and I teach everybody the stuff, and once they hear, oh, my God, all the work that goes into it, you can do that. Do it yourself, or just yeah. come here. We'll do everything for you, and all you got to do is come prepared like you do with your notes and say, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about, and then talk. But right. most people, believe it or not, the biggest fear they have is getting up on the stage right. and actually speaking. It's very intimidating because I've been doing it my whole life, Yeah, but it's very intimidating for people who've never done it before to even just get up and give a, a toast at a wedding or something. Right. Yeah. They get nervous. They get a frog in their throat They, you know, because everyone's nervous about themselves and people looking at them sure. and them screwing up. You know how um, you improve? that though you keep doing it that's it yeah <laughs> so once the first one's over it's like Ugh. now oh my god i hated that and you know what i hate everyone that i've ever done and you listen to it and you start correcting your eyes and your mistakes and you try to in- incorporate what you've learned along the way and then you prove it and you make yourself better fantastic so dave uh we got about four minutes left dave garafalo here at studio 21 podcast cafe we can go a little long today because uh, i know the owner no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but so now I do controversial things, right? Yeah. And you get a lot of crap for it sometimes. Yeah. Were you prepared for that when a guy like me, who's somewhat controversial, came and said, look, I want to do a podcast and, and I have a track record. You can Google me. I've said some controversial things. People have picketed my house. They've picketed my office. Um, so, people get all worked up about things that you say. Um, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Yeah. The disclaimer was made specifically for you. <laughs> WCAP did a, they never had disclaimers before I started. And all go. of a sudden I was there and there were disclaimers everywhere. And I'll say, not that I disagree with you at all. It's that just let me cover my ass just in case type of thing. And that, that's why they're there. Right. But um, no, pe- people said even before you came on is be careful, whatever. You, your first episode and you out all the police chiefs and stuff. <laughs> and I'm sitting on the sidelines watching. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You know, you went right after them. But that's what I love about it. And listen, they're right there. You say it right in front of their face. They, right. they have the chance at that point to say, no, this is what it is. But you're given facts and, you know, the facts hurt. I believe in transparency. And a lot of people who believe in transparency get bullied. People have tried to bully me my entire career. Willie Lantigua tried to silence us, and he failed. We've had Mary Claire Kennedy, Patty Dowling, Dave Teresi. I could go down the list. The Diadimo yeah. sued me for seven years. They tried, to, they tried to take us down, and they couldn't do it because the people that, are, that sponsor us and that are fans of ours understand the value of having somebody who just calls it like it is. Granted, they don't want to be the one to do it because they don't want to suffer with all the attacks. But they see that I'm doing it, and they support what we and do. It, and it, must, it happens in the newspaper. It happens in print. It happens sure. in video, audio. Uh, but you have the free right to speech. And um, th- when you end up proving to them, this is what I did, right. what do you got? Right. Absolutely. And look, and I'm not perfect either. There are times when I say things that are wrong. I'm the first one to come in and apologize for it if I'm wrong. 
but I'm sure as hell never going to apologize for something I said when I'm not wrong simply because people who have a lot of power threaten me. Yeah, there we and, go. and to me, that's bullying, and I never give in to bullies. So um, I appreciate that you've stuck by this program. I even more appreciate that you've, you've created a vehicle for people who have a voice to be able to speak about what they believe to be true or to promote what they want for their businesses. Because without guys like you, without guys like Tim Wood, even though he's mad at me, uh, without guys like Tim Wood, without people who create the vehicle for other people to get their message out, we're all just a voice in the wilderness on Facebook. Yeah, if we can't be heard, oh my God, it's yeah. trouble. Yeah. And Tom, you know I'm the voice of purgatory. Yes, you don't, are. don't often agree with you, but um, you know I donated money to your cause to defend the right for you to say what you want to say. Right, for the uh, Jujuga lawsuit. Yeah, because, I appreciate that. And right or wrong, people are allowed they have to the say, right. whether yeah. you agree or they don't, Right. everybody on both sides has to agree that people have the right to say what they want And that's to what say. we're losing in our country today, is that you hear people who are representing our government and the Democrat Party saying, you don't have the right to be innocent and proven guilty. You don't have the right to say what you want, uh, trying to shout people down. Right. You have conservative, conservative speakers going to college campuses, and they're screaming and shouting them down and shutting violence. them down. Violence, mm. committing violence, left-wing violence all over the country because people are saying things they don't like. And, and it's sad because... Again, going back to our first point, when I was growing up, my dinner table was very much like political TNT every night. Um, I was the first Republican in my family to register. I was the first person in my family ever to register Republican. And we would have dinner every night, and Auntie Dottie and Uncle Frankie would, would, would start talking about the death penalty or whatever, and, and we would fight just like, just like <laughs> Tom and Nancy Troy did. But at the end, we still loved each other. They yeah. were still my parents. My brother was still my brother. We didn't agree on political stuff. And that's the way it should be. Let's we ought to be to able that. to disagree with other people without judging them as bad people. I, don't, I believe abortion is murder. Some people don't. I don't, that doesn't mean that I think they're a bad person and I'm never going to talk to them again. Right. I'm never going to do business with them again. Because I respect the fact that everyone has an opinion. And I respect even more that people who disagree with me have the balls to come to me and tell me they disagree with me. That's what I respect yeah. the most. Because that's, we're all grown-ups. We should be talking to each other, not screaming at each other. And I think this podcast network has given people a vehicle to do that. Here we go. Amen. All right. Let's, uh, let's queue up Melvin Taylor. Uh, I want to thank Dawn's Sign Tech in North Andover for coming on. Uh, she's a new advertiser in the Valley Patriots. She's a new sponsor of the show. We're going to get her commercial up next week. I also want to thank the Ramundo Law Offices in New York who are sponsoring uh, the Valley Patriot and will also be sponsoring this program uh, starting next week. Um, I also want to thank all of the idiots on CNN for standing in the wind during a hurricane and showing us what every other stupid reporter for every other hurricane prior to that has ever done. We want to, we want to thank you for your level of professionalism as reporters because it kind of shows everybody what idiots you are. Uh, and don't forget to get to Methuen Day on Sunday, on Saturday, Saturday. Uh, I think it's like from 10 to 2, somewhere like that, at downtown Methuen. It's a good thing. Bring the kids. They'd be like bouncy houses and dunk tanks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're doing some really good stuff. And uh, thank you to Jess Finicaro, Eunice Ziegler, and Ryan Hamilton and everybody on the Methuen Day Committee. Thank you to Dave Garofalo for sticking by the Paying Attention Radio program. Thank you to Rich Russell, who's holding up a phone. I don't know what that says. Uh, it says, uh, some report piece. I don't know. It went to something else. Sensors. I don't know. Thanks for listening. Good night. And Tom, this one is...
for you. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.